I hope, church, that you're ready to allow your faith to journey into some, some deep waters because those deep waters are where Jesus told to be fishers of men all over the world. Uh, church, we have thoroughly enjoyed our time, my wife and I here at Central. We want to thank you again for your very warm Christian Tennessee hospitality, all right? We always feel like part of home when we're here, and we know so many, and we've gotten to get to meet some new folks that we didn't know before, and it's been a few years since we've been here, so it's kind of like a little bit of homecoming and catching up. And you folks uh, began to support us, I think not long after uh, our daughter married Gary and Joyce Pugh's son, little Gary, we call him, and uh, we were missionaries in Albania at the time, and we just want to say thank you all these years for your faithful support and prayers of our ministry, and boy, hasn't this been a wonderful missions conference this week, all the good fellowship, the food, uh, the... Uh, music, can't say much for the preaching, but the music's been good, and the fellowship, and the food, and all that good stuff, but uh, it's going to be even sweeter when we all get to heaven, amen, especially when we have the opportunity to see the souls uh, that have been won through the ministry of Central Baptist Church, whether it be here in Greene County or whether it be the missionaries, I think, Brother Jim, you said you we support a hundred mission. You support a hundred missionaries, Brother Jim, and they're going to be in the new uh, book. I think the church directory. Amen. So just think about all the souls that are represented through Central Baptist Church that have been won to Christ. That is an amazing thing. Amen. And uh, so we just want to say, my wife and I, uh, thank you for everything. You know, the staff worked really hard, and so did a whole lot of church volunteers to make this missions conference a success and a reality. And we just want to say thanks. Uh, you know, I was thinking, if you were here during Sunday school, I couldn't help but get a burden, more of a burden, for the countries of France and Brazil. Thank you, Brother Abbott. Thank you, Brother Duarte, for sharing your hearts and your burdens. They're not easy feats. You know, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Most of the world is still lost this morning in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You know, not all mission fields are real easy. Amen? You know, people are lost all over the world. But for some, they're more blinded than others. Think about that. So we need to really pray for the, eye, the eyes of the lost to be open to the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we do need to step up our prayers. Amen? Now I hope after this service this morning and tonight, that you'll get by all the missionary displays. This is the last time uh, they will have their displays and be at them this morning and tonight. And pick up one of their prayer cards and let them know. Now, if you can't sincerely, don't say it, okay, that you'll be praying for them, their family, and their ministry, all right? And uh, we have some prayer cards over here on the banister and then back there on the table. 
in the foyer, and we have a few BIMI World magazines if you're interested. Take your Bible, please, and turn to the book of 2 Corinthians. I forgot my water. I might need it, okay? So I'll come back down here and get it. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and out of respect of the reading of God's Word, if you would stand together with me, we'll begin reading in verse number 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a what? Cheerful giver. Let me ask you, are you a cheerful giver to the Lord and His work? I hope so. Verse 8, and God is what? Able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Isn't it amazing what great and wonderful things God can do? Amen. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower... Both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Before we pray, I want to ask you, are you thankful that you've been giving to God? You know... We are commanded, be ye thankful. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, today for your goodness and for your provision. And Lord, just to have the opportunity to get involved in this matter of getting the gospel around a lost and dying world. We are represented by cities and states and nations around this world in this missions conference, many people, literally multitudes of people who have yet to hear a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that it would be the goal, the purpose, the aim of every member of Central Baptist Church to get involved in God's great plan of world evangelism. Lord, speak to our hearts today about what you would have us individually to do from the youngest to the oldest here at Central. And we ask and pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. You know, I never take it for granted that uh, when we go into a church and preach on missions and preach on faith, promise, missions, giving, that everyone in that church or the churches that we're in knows everything about what the Bible teaches about getting involved in their church's missions program. And so if you've heard this, don't tune it out because I'll tell you what, I've been hearing about missions and about missions giving and about praying for labors. I've met hundreds of missionaries. I have spoken to thousands of pastors and people in their churches uh, that sometimes it kind of just kind of goes right over their heads. All right? It's not always true the pastors and the missionaries but sometimes the lay people have gone to Faith Promise Missions Conferences all their days. I've been doing it for the last 45 years. Uh, but I know there are some of God's people that may be from other type of denominations or churches, and they didn't have a missions program in their church. They, they didn't know. They'd never met. Can you imagine? Uh, in years of attending a, 
a church. They never once met a missionary because they never had a missionary come to their church. Boy, we are privileged indeed, amen. Uh, or uh, they never had a pastor who had a heart for souls and a heart for mission. They desired uh, to get uh, that church in actively involved in going soul winning in their own Jerusalem. And I would encourage you to do the same thing here in Greenville. And then uh, I, I thank God for pastors uh, and missionaries that come in uh, during a missions conference like this and stir the hearts of the people for souls around the world. And sometimes we uh, uh, believers here at Central Baptist Church, we take all this for granted. But there may be some here today you've never had that exposure before. Well, the rest of you don't sit back and, well, I've heard all this, okay? Because I don't know about you, I'm kind of forgetful. And I need to be reminded. That's why I'm married. She's my memory, okay? But I have to be reminded from the Bible continually how to walk with the Lord, how to spend time with the Lord in prayer, how to commune with Him, uh, what I should be doing and what I should not be doing as a believer in Christ. You know, the list can go on and on. But I want to dwell this morning on something you may have heard, you may not be familiar with, but even if you've heard it, it's a reminder, okay? What is a faith promise offering for missions, all right? And it is literally a plan designed by God that rests upon His ability to supply the financial need of world evangelism through His people in His churches. It's not a plan that rests upon lost people. People in churches that don't know the gospel and that are not sending missionaries out through their churches. The faith promise offering is an offering promised to God by individual believers who understand their responsibility to world evangelism and they make a faith promise commitment of finance through their local church towards such a program. It is an amount you promise to give God by faith above your tithes and any other offerings during the coming missions year. Now, I believe biblically, and if I didn't believe it, I don't believe it, that I could confidently preach to you about it, and if I'm not living it myself. My wife and I have been involved in tithing uh, all pretty much our Christian lives from the get-go, and by the way, if you're not tithing, I want to encourage you uh, to begin at that, that, uh, uh, that place in your Christian life to give 10% of your gross income uh, to the Lord right off the top. And then I want to encourage you to get involved by faith and in this matter of faith promise missions giving. It's a form of grace giving found in the Word of God. And the faith promise offering is a biblical plan of giving. Many, not all, but at least some believers are deathly afraid of these three words, faith. That's what the group sang about this morning. Faith, launching out into the deep and letting your nets down by faith. Amen? Faith. Let me ask you, are you afraid of that word? Faith. And then that word, sometimes they're afraid of that word, promise. You know, we should never be afraid to promise God anything. You know, 12 and a half years ago, my wife and I, believe it or not, bought our very first house, and we've been married many, many years. Okay? Out in California. Okay? We bought it. And we signed a stack of papers this high. The bank made us do that, Brother Good. They're good about doing that. Did you gulp? Yeah, just like you did. <clears throat> I'm doing this. 
and we made a promise to pay that loan. Amen? I made a promise to my wife over 44 years ago to love her, to cherish her, until death do us part. Amen? I want to keep that promise, don't you, Brother Gary, to Miss Joy? He's kept his promise a lot longer than I've kept mine because they're old people. They've been married forever, all right? I'll pay for that. I'll probably have my suitcase sitting outside their house when I get home, okay? Hey, faith is surely biblical, amen? We are saved by faith, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let me ask you something today. Have you placed your faith alone in Jesus Christ to be your Savior? Amen? I hope that you have. Was that difficult to do? It's really not that difficult, is it? Oh, that the French people would get that, Brother Miss Abbott. Oh, that the Brazilian people would get that. Oh, Brother Dyson, those people up out there in that foreign land of New York City would get that concept. It's faith is not that difficult. Faith is surely biblical. We live by faith as Christians. Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Amen? And so when we don't walk in faith, we are sinning against our God. Amen? So faith is surely biblical. Amen? It's found throughout the Word of God. Promise definitely has biblical support. Psalm 76, 11, David said, Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. Promises or vows are very serious toward God and are taken very, should be taken very carefully and fearfully Perform for the Lord. Ecclesiastes 5, verses 4 and 5. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. Now that word defer is not a word we use often, but it simply means to delay or postpone. In other words, if God's speaking to our hearts about something we need to do, don't put it off. It's what God is saying. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Well, then uh, then I'm left off the hook. If I don't want to get involved in faith, promise, missions, giving, the Bible says I, if I don't want to make a promise, then I don't have to. Well, that's all well and good. But God says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So if I'm going to obey God and His great commission to get the gospel around the world through our missions program, then I'm going to need to get involved in this matter of faith, promise, missions, giving. Amen? Especially if God lays it on my heart and He's burdened me uh, to get involved in reaching souls. Oh, Deuteronomy 23 says, When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. God says. You know, a promise made to God is a very serious thing. Amen? Very serious. It's not to be taken lightly. And, and it says, it says, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. Oh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, whatever we promise to God, we need to keep our promise. Aren't you glad God kept his promise to us when he prophesied he was going to send his son to die for our sins? He kept his word, amen? And he expects us as his children to keep our word. So promise certainly has biblical support. Offerings are certainly biblical. 
Offerings were required under the law and are expected of believers in this age of grace. Israel was told over there in Malachi chapter 3. If you have your Bible, you can go there, but just let me read it real quick. Uh, Will a man rob God? Malachi 3 verse 8. Yet ye have robbed me. Uh, But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? And God said back to the Israelites in tithes and offerings. And then he said, ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. And I'm wondering how much of our nation has been guilty of robbing God. Think about that. How many of God's people have been guilty of robbing God? Then God says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Listen my friend, God's word is very clear and plain, amen, that we ought to give to God. And when we do, God says we will be blessed, amen. Oh, offerings are certainly biblical. What is a faith promise missions offering to God? Well, it is also an organized scriptural approach to missionary giving. Right there across the page there in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that He hath not. You may not have much to give, but I'll guarantee you that God has given each of us something that we can give by faith and grace uh, back to God in order to reach lost souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it all starts with a willing mind and a willing spirit in our hearts. It is also faith promise between God and you as you allow Him to tell you what to give according to His will. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Amen. Oh, it is also a plan that is based upon the giver growing In God's grace, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7 says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. You know, I remember as a pastor and as a missionary on the foreign field, that, that when a soul got saved, we began to teach them the basics of the Bible in the Christian life. And we would have some discipleship lessons, and we had them interpreted into that language where we were in Albania, and, and we would teach them the basics about reading your Bible, the basics about prayer, the basics about church attendance, the basics... Uh, uh, just the foundational stones of being a witness, uh, being a soul winner. The foundation, yes, of tithing and giving above our tithe by grace to missions so other people can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so those were just a few of the basics that we taught them. And, and, and you know, it's amazing, Brother Abbott, the ones that we took through those courses, those discipleship lessons. There may have been 12, 13 lessons we took them through. Literally, they became the foundation of our church, those members. They were strong in the faith. If you've never uh, been through discipleship right here at Central, I would encourage you uh, to seek out your Bible teacher and say, hey, could you disciple me through the Bible? Just the basics, amen? You know, it's amazing, Brother Hall, how many Christians don't know just the basics of the Christian life. And one of those, one of the baselines of the Christian life is giving our tithes and offerings back to God. Oh, listen, as you abound in everything, 
See that ye abound in this grace also. What grace? The grace of giving. And then also, uh, uh, faith promise missions giving is local church centered. You know, I don't have to send my money, uh, Brother uh, Abby, off to some so-called Christian organization. I've never met the people. I've never met the financial officers. I don't know where my money goes if I were to send it to them. But I know that if, if I give my tithes and offerings through my local church, I'm there I can get a financial report. I can, I can see where my tithes and offerings and my missions giving is going. Amen? Because there's some, thank God, some accountability for that. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. And faith promised missions giving is also an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to direct the program of missions giving through the individual giver. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. You know, I would, I would uh, be confident to say that if we had time today for about 10 people at least to stand up where they're sitting and give a testimony of what God has done in their lives and in their family uh, through grace giving, just from their, uh, their, not just their tithes, but above their tithe, giving to missions, that we'd have people popping up all over this auditorium this morning saying, wow, this is what God did for us through His faithfulness. Because we just obeyed God and gave. We trusted God by faith. Oh, my friend, it is also a plan of giving that proves our love for our Savior and His work. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 8, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. You know, when we give to that which is dearest to the heart of God, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we are proving the sincerity of our love to Jesus Christ. Somebody said, when Christ is at the center of your life, His kingdom is at the top of your priorities. When Jesus is at the center of your life, His kingdom, not this world's kingdom, but His kingdom, is at the top of your priorities. Amen? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing like getting involved in God's plan. Dr. Clifford Clark, great missions evangelist pastor, Tulsa Baptist Temple, he said Christians should live and give for that which matters most. Christians should live and give for that which matters most. Let me ask you, Christian, what besides your family, what matters most to you in your Christian life? If we could, if if if, if we could look inside your checkbook or your credit card receipts, where do we all spend most of our money? Amen. Well, that would be revealing, wouldn't it? All right? Now, I'm not the FBI or the CIA, so don't get all fearful. Okay? But God knows. We don't need the FBI and CIA. God knows how we spend our money. Amen? He knows everything. Amen? And so, Christians, let me ask you, are you living and giving for that which matters most? Okay? I know what matters most, Brother Mark, to my Savior. He said, I am come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think about that. Let me ask you something. If you grew up in France, would you want someone like this family being there and telling you about Jesus? If you lived in New York City, wouldn't you want somebody 
like Brother and Mrs. Dice knocking on your apartment door, tell you about Jesus, Brother Charles, wouldn't, wouldn't you? I'm telling you, folks, we're blessed. Amen. You wouldn't have wanted to live in, lived in Tanzania or in Albania because it would be very likely you wouldn't have heard the gospel and you'd have died in your sins and faced a Christless hell. I've met people, Brother Bill in Albania, they never heard one time about Jesus. And their parents and their grandparents and their great-grandparents never heard about Jesus. They were more than 50 years under the throes of communism, atheistic communism. Before that, under rule by the Nazis. Before that, under rule by... It, the Islamic empire from Turkey. They didn't hear about Jesus. Whew. I'm glad I wasn't born in Albania. But I'm sure glad God chose me to go there and tell those people about Jesus. And some churches just like yours sent us there. Amen. Oh, listen. It's important we get involved in this matter of faith promise giving I'll hurry but how does faith promise missions giving work look at look there in 2 Corinthians 8 right across the page verse 10 now this is Paul giving some advice to the church of Corinth church of Corinth was carnal had some division in that church had some schisms. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, when there's jealousies and when there's bickering and fighting within the local church, if there's a schism, if there's a division about anything and not everybody's in the program of reaching souls, it ain't going to get done. Just not going to get done. And the missions program is going to stall. It's not going to go forward. My friend, we don't need a local church like the church of Corinth. We need a local church that's on the same page going forward. And I'm not saying you're not, because I don't sense that here at Central. But don't ever let it get that way. Paul said, and herein I give my advice. Now, if you were sitting down talking to somebody, and his name was the Apostle Paul, and he said, I want to give you some advice, Stephen. Would you listen to me? I think I'd listen, wouldn't you? <laughs> After all Paul went through, he said, I give you my advice for this is expedient for you. What does that word expedient mean? It means it's good for you who have begun before not only to do but also to be forward a year ago. Then he said in verse 11, Now therefore perform the doing of it. You know, if we know to do good and we do it not, to him it is sin. Now therefore perform the doing of it. That is, there was a readiness to will. So there may be a performance also out of that which you have. Oh, listen, I've heard how to get involved in faith, promise, missions, giving, how to get involved in soul winning, how to get involved in helping my church reach the world with the gospel. I know what's right. A lot of Christians know what's right. But do we do what's right? That's the ultimate question. He said, For if there be first, verse 12, a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. You see, my friends, by faith... Each member contributes a certain individual amount which God leads him or her to promise on a weekly or a monthly basis to uh, the missions program of his local church. The offering is in addition to his regular tithes and offerings and the promise is made between the giver and God. And he must or she must look to God to supply 
their needs so they can faithfully give each week. You know, uh, uh, to, to a lot of believers, unfortunately, this is how we treat God. We receive. You, you follow what I'm saying? But faith promise, missions giving, is my faith reaching up to God that His salvation may reach the world. Amen? And when I give by faith to God through the missions program of my church, I'm saying, God, I'm dependent on you to give me my faith promise offering, and I'm not keeping that. I'm going to get it out into the missionaries' hands so they can do something with it. And my church can do something with that mission's giving. Oh, faith promise is simply trusting God to give through you for His cause of world evangelization what He would not otherwise normally give to you and I for our own selfish purposes. You know, our tithes, ladies and gentlemen, stay right here at home at Central Baptist Church. Amen? That's to run Central Baptist Church, pay the salaries, pay the heat, pay the lights, pay the AC that we're so blessed with. I mean, the list could go on and on to buy Bibles, buy songbooks, to do printing, to all kinds of things. Uh, But giving by faith to missions is above our tithe, and it should not stay here at home. Amen? It should be distributed it should go out around the world freely you have received Jesus said freely give amen Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive amen you know uh, I think the most joyous Christians that I've ever met if the truth were known if I could look at their checkbooks and their their uh, uh, credit card receipts and all this It's because they're faithful givers, joyous givers. Amen? Those are the ones that are thriving for the Lord. Oh, what steps in closing should a believer follow in making a faith promise commitment to missions? Well, understand from the Scriptures two basic things. Faith promise giving is God's plan of finance for His program of world evangelism through the local church. It is not a get-rich program for believers. Believers are only the instruments through which God works to supply the financial need. And we as individual believers are to be involved in this matter of world evangelism. We can give, number one, from what we have. That's okay. We can give from what you know you're going to have when you get your next paycheck. Amen. Or uh, we can have enough faith in God to believe that He will provide for us to give that which we don't yet have to give. Amen. God, listen, will not ask us to promise or give an absurd amount. All right? But He does want to stretch our faith. We should allow God to stretch our faith. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Oh, it it was uh, William Carey who said, Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Amen. Oh, faith, somebody said, is claiming what we don't have and promising to use it for God. So having this biblical understanding proceed in the following ways. Number one, be in God's will for your life. Amen. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is is your reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, just as much as it's important to be in God's house, that's being in the perfect will of God. Just as important as important to read our Bibles and to pray that is the perfect will of God. Uh, it's important to pray and be in the perfect will of God concerning what God wants us to give. Amen. Let me ask you, are you in the perfect will of God concerning your tithing? Now, if you're not tithing, according to the Bible, you're not in the perfect will of God as a Christian. Okay? And are you in the perfect will of God above your tithe to give to missions? Oh, listen. We should expect God to do great things because faith is claiming what we don't have and promising to use it for God. And having this understanding, be in God's will for your life. Number two, be in communion with God about what financial part that God wants you to have in this matter, faith, promise, missions, giving. That means some, some time needs to be spent alone if you're an individual giver or whether you're a couple giving. Time needs to be spent uh, 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 praying and asking God's will Lord, what would you have us to give for faith, promise, missions, giving this year? It's something serious to pray about. Amen? Because you don't want to get three months into the missions year. Oh, I wish I'd never made that promise. And it was all from emotion or our own will. And it wasn't an amount that God gave us. You understand what I'm saying? Say amen. Well, that was kind of weak. Anyway, I'll go on. <laughs> and don't be influenced by someone else. This is between you and God. Amen? Understand also the principles of finance as it relates to giving found in the Bible. Read over 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. All right? Read verses like Luke 6, 38, give and it should be given unto you. How about Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. If I step out by faith, is God going to meet, meet my needs? Amen. Oh, listen. And then make your commitment and mark it on your faith promise card. And once you've made your commitment, bring your faith promise offering along with your tithe each Sunday to the Lord's house. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Upon the first day of the week, let, let every one of you lay by, lay by him in store as God hath promised him. And then continue to bring this offering each and every Sunday because this is a commitment for one year of missions work. And let me tell you, the church and your missionaries are counting on your faithfulness. Amen. I love Brother Abbott's testimony that for the last 19 years, Central Baptist Church has faithfully held the ropes in your prayer and your giving to them. And you're doing it for all your missionaries and you are to be commended for your faithfulness. Please continue. Amen? Oh, listen. Now, how does God supply... Once I have made my commitment. Well, God could provide for you to give by grace from what you have. He can supply us grace to sacrifice. Amen? God can supply us grace to sacrifice. Oh, I could go a mile long on that and I won't. But we could go around the house, adjust the thermostat. We could, we could put our sweaters on in the winter. Brother, Miss Jody, amen. We could, you know, we could, turn, we could have, train the kids to turn the lights off when they're not in the room. Amen. We could get them, a, no offense, all right. We could, we could drink a... McDonald's coffee and not a Starbucks or something. No, no offense, Bill. Bill took us to Starbucks last night. Okay, but, 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 but what you know what I'm saying? Okay, 
We don't have to have the very top of the line and the best for everything when people in France are going to hell. Amen? You know? Oh, listen. He will also give you money or save you money, let me say, in order for you to give. How, how many of you ladies like to clip coupons? Amen? Just one or two of you? Come on, you all need to get with it. Take, take some uh, lessons from Mary back here, okay? All right? As a Christian, listen, let me tell you something. God could decrease your spending. Amen? If you'll ask Him to help me be a good steward so I can give more to missions. I'll tell you what, when we get to heaven, Brother Billy, we're going to be glad we gave so somebody could get saved. Amen? And as a Christian, let me give you this advice. Don't get yourself in debt. And if you're, because I'll tell you why, it'll shackle you from being able to give. And if you are in debt, pray that God would give you the commitment and the strength and the grace to get your family out of debt so you can get back to giving how God wants you to give. We should not be a slave to the credit card companies or the banks or anybody else. Uh, we, we are servants of Jesus Christ. We owe our allegiance to Him, amen? That even includes our income. And then, my friend, to, to in order to supply our faith promise offering, God can enable, believe it or not, to make more income so we can increase our giving. In other words, God could increase our supply. But He may supply, God may, for you in a way not supplied to others. But He will supply for you to give if you'll be faithful because God can perform the supernatural but unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Remember, you and I are just the instruments through which God works. Just be sure that you're faithful to him in this faith endeavor of faith promised missions given. Corey Ten Boom, little Dutch lady who was imprisoned during World War II by the Nazis for helping Jewish people escape the death camps. Her, her father, mother, and sister went into concentration camps in Germany. She was the only one that came out alive became a devout believer in Jesus Christ. Her family was already. And she said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And it was Anne Frank who was also encamped in one of those Nazi concentration camps in World War II with her family who said no one has ever become poor by giving. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might become rich. Jesus left his riches in glory to become poor to make me rich. And you know what? Jesus is not poor today. As I look around this room of souls that have been redeemed by the precious blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. Jesus is rich. Amen. You know, Brother Bill, when God saved me, he didn't get much. But he did it out of love and grace and mercy. And in turn, we owe those souls in Tanzania the same thing. We owe those souls 
over in Brazil there, Brother Joel, the same thing. Amen. We owe souls right here in Greenville, Tennessee, the same thing. Amen. May we bow our heads in prayer. Oh, I would, I would ask you today, what are you willing to do for Jesus and for souls? Let me ask you first of all, do you know that you're saved? Do you know that if you died today that you'd go to heaven? What's the sense in having a missions conference if we've got someone sitting in this auditorium today that does not yet know Jesus as their Savior? We would invite you to come to Jesus. We'll take the Bible and someone, a man with a man, a woman with a woman, taking our Bible and sharing with you how you can know Jesus as your Savior. Christian, are you living for Him? Are you giving to Him His due? I pray that God has touched your heart for this matter of faith, promise, missions, giving. Father, we thank you, Lord, today that we could meet in your house today. Please, Lord, speak to our hearts about our part in getting the gospel around every soul in this lost and dying world. And I pray and ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor. With heads bowed and eyes closed, let's all stand. The Lord may have spoke to your heart, and I hope he has. The Lord has spoke to your heart this morning, and you feel the need to come and pray at the altar. Would you come? Maybe there's someone here that doesn't know where they'll spend all of eternity. But they'd like to know that they'd spend it in heaven. Would love to share with you from God's word how you can know you're going to heaven. Would you come? As you're praying, believer, very simply, would you pray, Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to give? And I'm trusting in you to provide it. As we pray. Lord, thank you so much for what you can do with weak vessels as us. Lord, I pray that whatever is given to you through Central Baptist Church, that you would always get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.